oh, I'm sitting in the backyard with Deets having beers talking about Blake Davies. <laughs> Looking at my grass grow. But I can't call this number that I've got to help my friend get beer at the race. Because I'm going to have a beer. So I might as well try to get beer. What do you think, Kyle Beaton? I don't know. Let's talk about Blake Davies. It's the unofficial, unexpected, and unfiltered Canadian motocross race review featuring Ryan the Newf Lockhart and Ryan Gold with your host, Ken Ken. everybody to the Canadian Motocross Unfiltered Podcast. My name is Ken. As usual, we have the Canadian Motocross personalities that everybody knows and loves, uh, Newf and Galdi. So Galdi, you put out some uh, some silly season stuff right before the race uh, on the weekend here. Why don't we just hop into that and and you can fill everybody in on uh, a couple guys that are signed and uh, Mitchell Harrison doing something down south. Well, let's start with that one. That one was kind of the most oddball one, um, yeah. even though somebody on this phone um, his name rhymes with crying and it's not me, <laughs> uh, knew this information. I don't know, Ken, but a week ago and didn't decide to tell us probably knew it for our last podcast actually, but didn't yeah. decide to tell us. Yeah. Like, like literally the worst person at the media job is Ryan Lockhart guys. Like literally like unbelievable guy gets information, could tweet it out, let people know, get some buzz going. Nothing. Anyway, uh, kind of shocking in a sense. I don't really know how it worked out, but I got a little more news on the weekend that Harrison and Yoder are pretty good friends. Hunter Yoder, who rides for Team PRMX, yep. and Harrison wants to be based on the East Coast instead of California. And boom, Mitchell Harrison is riding a Kawasaki by the sounds of it on the East Coast of Supercross for Team PRMX. The deal is done. I got confirmation from multiple people. Alex of Cobra, I'm not Cobra Quids anymore, sorry. Alex of Thor Racing Gas Gas. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I'm really surprised at that one. Not uh, not that, um, like, I don't know really much about, he was on AGE, right? Or was he on AEO? I get those AGE, mixed up. and that's the rig that Alex uh, leases. So that's yeah. why I thought that that connection was there, right? Yeah. yeah, so I'm not too sure what the if there was a fallout or if this is just a better I plan or or more than what he wanted. But yeah, so we'll be cheering on. Uh, I don't know what his number will be next year, but he was 84 last year. We will be cheering on Mitchell Harrison from the stands or from the Pulp Mix Fantasy Screaming Gallery. Yeah. Um. Um. For him, uh, I think I'm pretty sure he said East Coast, so we won't see him for a while. But um, yeah, he's gonna be riding a Kawasaki. For for PRMX uh, with I believe Yoder is going to be on the team. Cade Clayson is back, and the other name that's come up under that team is Aaron Tanty. Oh, uh, Natsuki's supposed to do yeah. Aaron Tanty and Natsuki are supposed Aaron Tanty on a big bike and Natsuki on the small bike uh, and Rempel under the futures. Um, so that would that sounds like what that is the team for PRMX coming from this week. I didn't Julian wasn't there. He was at LA with uh, Yoder and Simonson. So uh, no confirmation from him, but um, yeah, kind of a kind of strange news. I, I I don't think I would have ever even I don't know. I never would even thought that was coming. No, I just assumed that he was going back with AGE, and I yeah. I mean I don't know. I mean these satellite teams or privately funded teams or whatever you want to call them, you you never know what their plans are. But yeah, he. Uh, sorry, I, I apologize. I didn't release that info. Even though if I would have, you would have just said fake news anyway, Goldie. <laughs> that you don't believe anything i say which maybe eh, maybe you got a good point there. see now now you're just dickheading you might you're it's monday morning i understand it's been a long weekend for you you're probably out cutting your grass okay which is a big job for you but the Natsuki thing that i've called you out on i've just gotten confirmation from the owner of the team that's the only reason why i've called you you know skeptical on your things your information comes from three or four beers deep at yeah. an after party in the middle of a field. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just, uh, you know, where's the credibility? That's all I'm saying. In all, in all honesty, saying. it's probably, okay. probably more than three or four beers deep. It's probably three or four hours of drinking. I was just trying yeah. to be respectable to the professionalism of our podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, yeah, a bit yeah. of a, I mean, I guess it makes sense. Harrison wants to do Supercross. I don't know what's going on with the AGE. I mean, they have a beautiful semi, that's for sure. We saw that all summer, but... Um, 
Yeah, and I'm I I mean East Coast if that's where he wants to be and south of the border. Yeah, there you go. Uh and then the other news is the very first signing of uh 2024. Uh Tanner Ward back to the Walton Seven Kawasaki team, which is cool to see. Um he's been there now a couple years. They they have a good thing. I thought it was kind of funny. I made fun of Brett Lee for this for doing the the football basketball type signing thing with the hats in front of him. I don't know if you guys saw that. It was on well, Taters. Yeah. Go finish and I'll tell you my story on that. It, yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, I go, I saw him there. I was one of the first guys I saw when I got there. So I'm like, that was lame. That was so dumb. I go, this isn't, this isn't college football or basketball. He's like, we're just doing it for fun. We're just doing it for fun. Like it's just something different. I don't know. Something different. And then he's like, Steve Sims had under the TLD hat. He said, whatever Brett offered, I'll give you 5% more. And there was a letter <laughs> under that under that hat, I guess. But he, he never picked it up, I guess. So, but no, um, he did on the video. He picked it up. It was like in the blooper reel of it or something. But Oh, is it okay? Funny enough, I thought it was kind of whatever. It is what it is. But I had like a few texts and Beats came over and my kid that lives in my basement, he, we were watching um, SMX on Saturday night and they're like, I can't believe Tanner Ward had all those offers. Like, that's crazy, man. Like, it, like they actually believed it. They thought that that was true, that he had offers from all those teams. <laughs> well, I guess that that's what he did it for, to kind of make it look like yeah, that. Yeah, so I guess so. That maybe to us it's not uh, – it's whatever. But, it, yeah, it did create some uh, – Crazy little buzz. buzz. That's yeah. what it was for. That's what Brett Lee does. You saw yeah. our text message. New. Innovator. We can get into that there once we start talking about the results. But, uh, yeah, so Tanner Ward's uh, done. Um and I've talked to pretty much all the managers, nothing else. The Mitchell Harrison to 450, Tyler Medallia down to 250 sounds a little bit more as leaning that way at this point in time. Like both riders are already signed and all that kind of stuff. Um, uh, shout out to Tyler Medallia, who won the Corduroy Enduro this past weekend. That's a big um, deal, hey? It's the biggest race in Canada for off-road, yeah. Really? Like so. for Enduro, not like it's not hard Enduro. It's just like it's stages and shit, right? Well, it's not easy, but that's oh, not I'm no amazing. it's yeah. not like so yeah it's a true enduro yeah stages and it's all time it's not like a gncc no. or like a works one out in the desert stuff like that in the states but yeah it's it's an early one two full days three and a half hours of riding a day uh he ended up winning by like six and a half minutes oh, wow. so um that's awesome. i was like i said i was at st on just morning talking with john he's like dude that's a lot in that world like that's yeah. a lot he's like he could have put over had a smoke went fishing <laughs> And just hung out, but yeah, I guess he smoked everybody. And uh, uh, Ryder Heacock was actually second over Philip yeah. Shane and Dan Gergon. I, I don't always, I, I don't know how to say well, his no, name properly. A couple Americans in there too. They crashed. Gonna... No, they crashed. They were they oh. were good on Saturday, but they ended up crashing late in the day or early morning Sunday or something. Yeah. So anyway, T Dags, uh, I, I this off road thing is really f- paying off uh, later in his career. I think this. I think this win at this, and obviously his success. I mean, he won not that the Big Kahuna is the biggest race, but he smokes them there, beats guys like Tristan Hart, wins this this cord, FMSQ. He is. I mean, we've said it before, but he has to be the best round motorcycle rider that this country has produced. You no, know? like in these multiple disciplines, the guy can ride. Enduro cross, he can ride motocross, he can ride everything, right? Yeah, I would agree with that. I think there's no doubt yeah. about it. He is the best all around uh, two wheel rider in our country. Like we um, didn't see, we didn't see like JSR going to do these races back in the day, or <laughs> or Fasciati or or even even uh, rollerball, right? Like no, was, none of those guys were dumb yeah. enough to be like, yeah, let's go ride the bush for three hours. <laughs> he yeah. he just loves it. And you know what's funny, Noof? That's the East Coast of him. He yeah. moved to the East Coast. He's drank in like they got a great trail system out there. It's fun. He lives pretty much right in the heart of it. It seems like where he's riding, like that changed the whole dynamic of his of his racing riding, and it's uh, kind of maybe extended his career even this a little bit more because he'll be thirty seven come this February. Right, he'll be thirty seven years old. Wow. So yeah, hats off to him. Way to go, Tyler. I'm kidding. Um, uh, but I think that was about the only other sort of rumor, silly season thing out of the weekend. There wasn't anything else. Everything else was pretty quiet still. The Yamaha guys are still kind of sitting around waiting. Quinn Amiot's name is still the top of the list out there. Um, uh, Benick and the, the Benick and Rempel are a little unsure with PRMX. I'm not too sure what's going on next year. They were, they were kind of although I don't know if MV, MVP's coming back. I was supposed to do a podcast with Al Dick there a while back. I just haven't, uh, I got, I got busy and he was busy. 
Um, not too sure. TJ Scott is on the on the docket as well. Don't know what here what he's doing. If they're going to do might, their own thing, uh, or I might reach out to my friends at Decal Works and get Benix some fucking background. Yeah, that was that was something well. Else. So I guess <laughs> <laughs> this, I literally again I land on the property. I run into uh, Pomeroy and Brent Lee, uh, and they start talking. We're talking about this. He's like, "You got to see Benix graphics. You just got to see this. Like it's unbelievable." And then he the kid actually just happens to walk up as we're talking about it. And he's like, they're better. They're better. I guess they were really bad on Friday. And then they're better today. And I'm like, I got to see these things. Like, what's going on here? And you go over there. And I'm just like, you look like a serial killer writing a letter to like <laughs> yeah. a, to one of those famous. Like, Cutting out of papers. Was, yeah. And then he explains to me, he's like, well, man, I went to the shop and there was no graphics. There was no side plates. I couldn't find this. I'm like, well, where's the graphics he used all year? I couldn't find anything. I don't know. I couldn't get a hold of Julian. And Anyway, it sounded like a bit of a miscommunication on a few ends of things. And, of course, like I said, the Team PRMX rig and team were out in L.A. And this was an afterthought. And it just sounded like not a lot of communication. I mean, sort of typical Canadian type thing uh, of stuff. But, um, yeah, it was pretty uh, a pretty bad look as far as a pro rider yeah. with graphics. Again, it doesn't change the way he rides or the bike or anything. But you're at the professional level. We talked about this a couple of years ago, Newf. Remember out of COVID and, like, digs made up that graphic thing was at one of my ammo races and all these pro guys like they don't have numbers or graphics on their bike and you're just like oh my god guys like how hard is it to just get some numbers and some graphics yeah it might cost you 50 bucks 70 bucks whatever but i don't know it that it was a bit of a bad look on the prmx team side of things to not have julian with the proper numbers on his bike but whatever i don't run the team and maybe they don't give a shit but it's not like you're a professional team that's not a good look i mean that's that's pretty simple to have professional good looking numbers on your professional team bike yeah, yeah. mx 101 yamahas were probably the nicest bikes i've ever seen oh yeah, that those look you should have seen them like up front oh my yeah, god they, they look good they look they look better even without a camera on them. man they look good kevin tyler and the gang did a great job with that one that looked banger this weekend for sure yeah yeah so, um, all right, let's do sponsors. That's about for, for silly season, boys. Not a lot out right there. It'll probably be quiet again for a little while. Uh, but big shout-out to KTM, Husqvarna, and Gas Gas, the competition aggressive side of KTM, the sophistication series, and the personal brand of Husqvarna, and the community-shared fun of riding with Gas Gas. All three of those brands um, had decent weekends at uh, – actually, you know what? I don't think there was one KTM on the track at Supercross, actually, right? because none of the boys rode it. So – no KT, a couple of Huskies, and of course the Gas Gas boys Donald went for one too. Isn't oh, yeah. Turner Donald Turner was on a KTM. The lone privateer out there doing it for all the dads, dad power on the KTM. Uh, but Gas Gas was showing bright there with Thompson and Harrison. So big thanks to those guys jumping on board. Race Tech. Race Tech is the world's largest aftermarket motorcycle suspension modification company with over 35 years of providing factory-level suspension to the everyday rider. Did you know that you can get the same great products, settings, and services that Racetech offers locally to you with a tuner you could drive to and likely see at your local racetracks? Charlie Johnson Racing Suspension is our guy, and of course, and that's our guy out west. And then AGR is out here in Ontario. And what was the other one again, Noof? Uh, GRT, right? Yeah, GRT. And they're out in BC now. According to that message you got. Checkers, yeah. So hit those guys up on their uh, Instagrams, Facebooks, whatever, or just hit us up. Uh, on our social networks, we can get a hold of you. All Race Tech products are 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. Bristol Coachworks. I saw Eric Bannon on the weekend. Good to see his face. He's pumped on everything that we're doing, and he loves the support to uh, to give the Canadian moto community. Custom Wait. moto van builds right here in Canada. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Noof. He changed his name. It's not Matt anymore. It's Eric. Oh, my God. It, Matt Bannon. You know who Eric Bannon is? He's got to play Hulk. <laughs> that's, no the actor, that, that's the actor that plays yeah, Hulk. Matt Eric Bannon. Bannon. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Eric Bannon. <laughs> Well, I mean, he looks kind of like a Hulk. He probably goes green once in a while. Yeah. Uh, Matt Bannon, sorry. Bristol Coachworks Custom Moto Van Builds right here in Canada. Whether you say the right name or not, they are full-on builds and just accessories for making a basic moto van for the Weekend Warrior. Uh, they do a little bit of everything. RV repairs, refurbishment, a full upholstery division to do boat and vehicle interiors, a 55-foot-long paint booth to paint commercial trucks and vehicles. Julian Bennett probably could have got some numbers painted on his bike if he went over there. Yep. And uh, follow them on Instagram and YouTube at Bristol Coachworks and CallusMoto.com. Canadian brand focused on the ride, fueled by passion. 100% of the proceeds go directly back into the sport. A big shout out to CallusMoto.com and uh, lots of cool things if you just follow them on their social. Uh, they got tons of new stuff and, and ideas and they're mountain bike racing and 
Mitch Cook does a great job promoting that brand. He's doing a great job selling it, and we appreciate them jumping on board. So countlessmoto.com. Okay, let's, uh, I guess, get into the review part of the podcast. Um, maybe just start with the event as a whole. Uh, new fall hop over to you. You watched it on TV like I did, and the track looked pretty cool, I thought. It was uh, about the right amount of uh, difficulty for the guys that were there, and everybody seemed to be able to do it, but still had issues with certain obstacles. Uh, it did look a little bit dusty on TV. I don't know, maybe we can go to Galdi on that afterwards, but what did you think of the track, Noof? Yeah, I mean, I guess we can back up to how we were kind of I don't know, I guess led to believe that the track uh, was, you know, sketchy and overly difficult and, and, and whatnot. But honestly, I mean, 23 guys showed up, I think was the total number of pros, which was Galdi and I argued a little bit about this yesterday. For some reason, I thought it was going to be a lot less, but he seemed to be bang on with the guys that he listed out that all showed up, but nobody really seemed to have a huge issue with it. I mean, it was super cross. There's no question. So yeah. If you didn't have Supercross suspension, it would be a little bit more difficult, which I'm sure there was lots of guys just running a stiff moto moto setup. But, I mean, Jetworks always does a great job with the presentation, the backdrops, the banners, the tough blocks, everything looked uh, looked good. Uh, I watched it on the Ride TV app. Thank you, Goldie, for the, the login. because I'm, I'm So cheap, man. I can't, <laughs> don't even support the sport at all. 50 like, I don't know why you wasted your time texting me back saying, get out your wallet. Like, you knew I wasn't going to buy it. <laughs> So like, this is your sport, like a little bit of influx of your money helps it go bigger. That's all. (laughs) I was disappointed. Um, You guys started off the broadcast right away with the first 250 heat and you guys missed the start. Like what happened there? No, that was the second heat. Oh, was it? It just went right into the second one. So of course, like not to knock everything, it's always a bit of a loose program, but like I thought that I was taking a break from heat one to go and interview. I think it was Cole yeah. Thompson yeah. and then come back, but no, they wanted to go right into it. So I took a commercial break because I didn't yeah. get any information thinking otherwise. Yeah. Well, when you take a commercial break, you got to wait three and a half minutes or something. Right. So they, they, they run the, they run the commercial and it's going too long. And actually, no, that wasn't that it was the, wasn't it this 450 heat that that happened? Anyway, one of them was missed because know. the commercial went on and Tokley and King are just, let's go, kind of thing. And then <laughs> Kyle was yelling and I'm just like sitting there waiting. And I'm like, okay, well, there's the gate drop. Then they get around a lap and about a half a lap in. I'm like, okay, welcome back. Boom, here we go. Yeah, it wasn't that but, long. It wasn't, it, you just missed the start, right? It, it was, was about yeah. two minutes. It was about two minutes late. Yeah, anyways. But uh, overall, I thought the, the broadcast was good. Um, yeah, I thought the, the whole thing was was all right. I mean, I, I got a chuckle out of the, the backdrop. You could see all the, the guys at the dunes riding in the background. Yeah. It was kind yeah. of, it's, it's just a, it's a very unique setup with how it was during the day. Um, it was dusty. I had made a few comments that the dirt looked worse than Edmonton or just as on par as Edmonton. But if you looked at the flags and stuff they had up, it was windy as shit out. Yeah. And Galdi could have yeah. been hot. So, yeah. I mean, there's not a lot that they can do <clears throat> with that, especially when it's during the day. It's no different than would watch a... I mean, obviously, it is a little bit different, but you watch, like, Anaheim during the day, and you're like, oh, man, the dirt doesn't look that great. And then when the night comes, it's better, obviously. You can prep it better, but um, it did look super slippery. Um, we got to backpedal a little bit. I think you could take a little onus on this as well, Noof, but the track was not nearly as dangerous or scary or no. that we thought it was going to be. Like, we, I should definitely say uh, we, we were a little harsh going into it. We, there was two sort of big crashes. Tanner War or Tanner Scott, sorry, had one in practice, and Preston Masiangelo had one in his heat race, I believe it was. Yeah. Um, but they even both of them were able to get up and recover. But it, every racer pretty much did every section, like whether they weren't doing it on the Monday or Tuesday when there was a lot of fired up in the managers' chat group and stuff like that from certain managers compared to what they looked like on Saturday. Like Elmore looked great. Yeah. Um, Massey Angelos, uh, like the the guys that maybe tickled even Devin Smith, he he was dialed stuff in, like he didn't make the main events, but he got stuff dialed in towards the Saturday. So hats off to that part. Like it definitely looked a lot more uh out of sorts uh, on some of those Instagram videos that we saw, but it ended up being good and it was good racing. There was areas to pass, there were some passes on the track. So hats off to that part. Um, yeah, to the weather. It was it was really warm and the wind just yeah, made that concrete and 
as soon as you get behind on it, you just can't keep up with that stuff. Yeah. Like it's that hard. There's nothing you can do. You put water on it and you know, they don't have, you can't till it up because you need the face to stay the same. And so, uh, yeah, a little bit, um, of, a, of luckily the wind was kind of blowing the, the right way. So it wasn't kind of blowing into the pro pit or, or the spectators that were there and stuff like that. But, uh, the overall event, I mean, other than the fact it felt like it almost, I, I, I said this today in kind of a joke. It's like they were, they had to do this, this event at, on, at gunpoint. Like someone was holding a gun, like you guys have to do this and it has to be done right now. And we want it done in two and a half hours. Like it just, like I got there, I talked to the people, we did TV and I was gone. Like it just was like the fastest moving, quickest event. And I'm like, when I'm driving, I was driving back, it's like 3.30 or sorry, 4.30. And I'm like, holy shit, like I just knocked out like a full pro event. I got there at like 10.30. I'm gone. I just, it just felt really strange the overall setting of it like like you said Newt, there's bikes all around the place riding these people aren't really watching the race because they're practicing and go for dunes it just it was just odd it was an odd sort of setting for it and like i said it was almost like some mafia member said you guys need to do this event if you need to pay our bills back or we're gonna yeah. kill, yeah. kill your whole family yeah. like when you guys like i mean there wasn't a lot of downtime which um i guess i could get into a bit of a race tech rant here in a, in a few minutes about the riders whining that they didn't have time to recover and that they were not in the greatest shape. But anyways, moving on to that uh, on a different subject, it was funny seeing there was guys just like sitting on the bank, like in their riding gear, like, like just random people that were there at the dunes watching. Yeah. Right. Like it was just an odd. Well, they couldn't figure out how to, they didn't put up the fencing this year. So they didn't have like an entrance. So basically if you came to practice, you get to watch. You the could race. go you and watch race. the race, kind of thing, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, and they I mean, and they couldn't. How, that, how how do they charge people? To well, they, they were didn't. so. This is this started a bit of a stir up, and there were some arguments and everything. And it was they ended up doing it the right way because said Joe Blow coming in to go racing, riding in the in the trails, they were going to charge them an extra twenty bucks. Yeah, and even if the guy didn't go and check out the event, they were going to charge him twenty bucks <sighs> to ride again that day. And, and I think that. Digs in the crew like we can't do that like you know what i mean for one most of these people are probably gonna be riding during the time of it right because this place is open 11 to 5 or 11 yeah. to 4 yeah. like literally right in the heart of everything that's going on <laughs> so you know they're not going to go do a 30 minute trail session and then come over and watch and then go back in the tra- like kind of thing so yeah. they should have started at like 4 4 30 yeah. as soon as the practice was done then they couldn't ju- could have justified that maybe charged because then those people could have gone back to the gate with their band and said, Hey, I'm not sticking around. Give yeah. me my 20 bucks back or something. So I don't know. Again, this, the whole idea of this and the events, it's just, it's just odd. It was just a really odd day of it all. But again, we got to see some pro racing it was on ride yeah. TV and there was some good racing. There were some passes. There was some dramatics. Um, you know, it was, it, it kind of fulfilled a, another sort of, you know, uh, uh to to fill our 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 habit here like our our addiction so um you know all that stuff goes but yeah just i don't man it was just it was a weird day it was just a really weird oddball day being there and doing the job and it just i don't know it was kind of when i said i was driving home afterward i'm like like what did i just do today like i drove it was was weird too that there was no podium interviews until the super mini final right like kyle i you tried to throw it to kyle a couple times but it didn't work and then i don't know it was just yeah it was was like yeah well no there was i only so after that first one when i said go back to commercial that's when they told me well we're not interviewing the heat winners i'm like oh okay like no problem okay Eh, kind of thing but we could have set it up like kyle did the guy the winner could have just rode in behind the start yeah, 30 second boom, 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 and then right into the heat. So, anyway, I guess just you know, a little bit of communication, but we had a race, it went yeah. off. Um, but it, it really is, it, it was odd, man. It was odd. And the amateur turnout, Noof, it was the worst they have ever had at any event since Triple Crown has gone into professional racing. There was more 450s than there was amateur turnouts. Yeah, like I don't think I've ever would be ever able to think that I would say that it was really. Yeah. So how do you fix that? Or what do you do? I don't, I don't like, I, I feel like, you know, I really know how to fix this. Well. You know how to fix this. This is a simple fix. Just stop doing these races. Yeah. Just stop doing them. Like, I'm sorry, but there's no, I, I understand there's like, Hey, it'll help these kids on fifties and sixties, maybe get better for supercross and blah, blah, blah. And all this kind of stuff. And, and Schuster told me he's going to leave the track up 
So Piccolo can stay out there and practice for five weeks before he's going to go down and get ready for Supercross and da da da. I, I just, I'm just like, wash. Let's we got to wash our hands with this, boys. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't like to, I've been negative, but I just got to wash our hands, man. Like there was 300 motorcycles on the property practicing, yeah. and 15 of them came yeah. to, to the race. Yeah. Well, there was some double classed. So I think the I think the amateur turnout will be better for Medicine Hat and Calgary, though. I mean, the it will, it will, but it's not going to be what it needs to be no. to keep it growing. Yeah, it's just not. I just it, it sucks to say, but this is not working. It's either ten or nine, ten outdoors, or 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 uh, or that's it. Like we got to do that. I was doing some math today. We start. We need to start our series. At the last week of May, not the first week of June, this will allow another week off. So you can have 10 weeks of racing with two weekends off. So you can still have that weekend off before Walton and have a weekend off between the West and the East. You got five on the West, then weekend off, four straight, four straight weekend off Walton, 10 rounds outdoors, winner take all, East West series, 250 class. Like there's no way that that's not the way to go. And if I'm fucking sorry, that's it has to be that way. No, I agree. I mean, we, we've said this over just, and over again. I mean, the teams the teams are the ones that are asking for 10 rounds. I mean, a lot of them, in order to get their budget, are obligated to race a certain amount of time. But, you know, obviously we didn't have Jeff Pettis. We didn't have Ryder McNabb. We didn't have Dylan Wright for obvious reasons, in a sense, yeah. why they weren't there. And thank God that they weren't there. And it, you know, we want them healthy here for a couple of weeks in France. But... Yeah, I mean, it should be 10, 10 outdoor rounds. I, I don't know. And if, if Jeff Burks wants to, you know, do some arena, because their passion is arena cross. They love the indoor super crossy stuff. They love it, right? It's, it's, it, that, that's always been a given, but they need to do that. Yeah, but wait a minute. I love, I love fake tits and McDonald's. I'm not going to get them for the rest of my life, and they're just going to get, like, you try it, and it doesn't, it doesn't work kind of thing. Like, you, you've thrown shit at the wall, and it doesn't work. This is a business. Well, they keep going after it. So, what the hell's going on? Like, I don't I, either. They're something we don't know because yeah. they do tell everybody. They tell the OEMs and they tell the team managers. This is how we make our money. This is how we make our money. I yeah. beg to differ, man. There's no damn way that there was money made at that event on the weekend by anybody, by yeah, anybody, by anybody yeah. right? Yeah, by anybody. Maybe Mitchell Harrison. <laughs> yeah, and you. And well, I, yeah, maybe a little bit. I could made a couple bucks, <laughs> but like. <laughs> I just, I just, I love our sport. I've been like, just let's just scrap this thing and let's make 10 rounds consistent. Let's get a five-year package deal with the tracks, West, East, 250 East, West series. And then a, and a, uh, a thing on the, at Walton at the end or a, a shootout or whatever. Yeah. Like, I just, I just think that that's the simplest way for us to continue going. You get the OEM say, look, we've got a five-year plan. And then we're going to relook at it. At, we're, we look, we'll relook at it after four years if it's working. But we're doing this five years. You got all these tracks. You lock them in for five years, so it's you know what you're getting in. The dates are locked in. It helps the amateurs lock in their local series. All that kind of shit. You know what I mean? Like for me in particular, ammo. Like again, not to toot the horn, I got the biggest tournaments going right now across the country, and I got nothing to do with the nationals, man. Nothing. Yeah. Yes, there's a little bit more of a business reason to that, but like. At Gopher Dune, Sandalee, it should be part of the provincial series, having 700 entries there on Saturday, everybody sticking around and all this shit. I just, I feel like something's missing and I, I just don't know what it is. I don't, I, I, it's not rocket science here, man. Well, just, if, you could do, if, if, if you could lock these, tra five years might be a bit ambitious. But okay, even, yeah, sorry. Maybe three and then you look at it after two. Yeah, sorry, five years might be get into the right. point, Bob, and, I, and I love it, like, uh, um, we always used to go down to Washougal for the national, pro national, and their amateur day is on Thursday, Friday, because they get a thousand entries or twelve hundred entries because yeah. it's it's the it's the same weekend every year, and you know it's going to happen. You can plan a year ahead of time, whether yeah. you're the rider, the spectator, uh, anything like that. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it builds it not just into a national, it builds it into an event, right? Like we've been trying to do with these ECANs and West Cans and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, yeah, I agree. It, it, but another issue is, and, and whatever, maybe I'm completely wrong, but if you say five in the East and five in the West, there isn't fucking five facilities out in the West right now that can. Well, that's, can do it. So, yeah. nor, nor, do they, nor do they want to. 
Yeah, well, that's the other thing. The, the communication and relationships are getting burnt and getting frustrated beyond means where these tracks aren't really wanting to have no. pro nationals with the way the current system is working and, and looking yeah. and going. And yeah. again, I, I hate to knock these things, but like, you know what I mean? I'm not 20 anymore. Like, let's get real here. Like this, the way that this is, is going, it is not trending in the right direction to keep the sport attractive for sponsors outside industry. The OEMs, man, I talk to these guys, they're just like, why are they doing this? Why are they going to, why are they going to freaking go for noons in the middle of the day? We just learned about the schedule. Like, I'm just like, and all the teams on the weekend, the team managers like, man, like this is like, think of the cost for a team, even think of the cost for Diggs and it's on his property to have Piccolo there for three hours. I I don't know. I just like, it just, ah, I, now I'm getting kind of revved about it. I didn't have these conversations the weekend. I'm trying not to be that guy anymore, but I just, I think these are fucking stupid. It's dumb for our country. You know, it just doesn't make sense anymore. Our racers aren't preparing for it. They don't really seem to care about it. You're trying to do it on the amateur side. They're not coming. Ontario has one of the biggest amateur followings right now for the sport, and they're not going to these events. So obviously they don't care about trying to plan to do Supercross down the road. And if they want to, go down in the winter to Club MX and pay to ride the Supercross track or go to GPF or whatever. Yeah. The one-off event that we're going to have here where it costs money and you're not ready for it is not prepping them to go to Anaheim or to go to Texas in the East or whatever it was. You know, I just, I think this whole idea of it to say, oh, you know what? Okay, script all this piece of paper up, throw it in the thing. Maybe it's four in the West, five in the East, and the and the the there's four and four for an East-West series, and then Walton is the shootout type thing again. Something along those lines. I just, I don't know. It's just, uh, seeing that, it's just not a good look, man. It's just fucking not a good look. Like, it's as it's as silly as having shitty numbers on a professional pro bike. It just seems dumb. <laughs> that's right, yeah. There's an easy way to fix that, and that's dumb, so... Um, big shout out to Renegade Race Fuels, racers that win, pour it in. Um, and Blake, uh, Blake Hall, Hall Race Fuel, passionate about racing with the roots to prove it. Blake and the gang over there helping me out here doing some cool stuff at the end of this year for my banquet and stuff. So, big shout out to them as well for supporting Canadian motocross unfiltered and go for dunes, large off road recreational park with multiple tracks and trails. Learn to ride with our Honda Red Rider training program and a pro shop with great stock on parts, accessories, and service department. And just like Noof saw. There's a pro race going on there, but tons of shit going on in the background. <laughs> Trails, side-by-side, freaking pit bike, whatever. They got it all. Visit gophordunes.com uh, and uh, find out the information. It really is an endless uh, facility to do. It is It is the biggest and most attractive and most of uh, – can deliver what you need if you're into dirt bikes uh, for facilities across Canada. Uh, and then Newf, of course, uh, Matrix Concepts. Matrix Concepts Canada, matrixconcepts.ca. We are launching the new 100% fall colorways tomorrow. Embargo is uh, is up as of tomorrow. So those new colorways are in stock on the 100% side of things, shipped out to dealers uh, at the end of last week. So they will have them for the launch date, which is tomorrow. Um, yeah, also proud sponsor of uh, Motocross the Nations, Team Canada on the Matrix side, stands, uh, custom graphics that I will be hand-delivering to France in a couple of weeks. Uh, well, actually, not a couple of weeks. Next week. Um, yeah, I was going to say you leave next Friday. Monday, don't you? I'm leaving Sunday. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. There you go. What's the, how long is that flight? Well, we're we're all going from uh, so Montreal, me, right? Me, Springman, and Courtney are flying from Vancouver to Montreal. You're right. Yeah. So that's five and a half, and then from Montreal to Paris is seven. Um, oh, okay, it's not that bad. I thought it was longer. No, and you know what? I actually don't. Because if I fly from here, you're like at about 11 hours or something like that. Um, I actually don't mind doing the connection to Montreal. It kind of breaks it up a little bit, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So anyways, yeah. But you lose a day going over there no matter what. So it's kind of, right. kind of yeah, it'll be hard on the body. But uh, yeah, so matrixconcepts.ca, check them out. Uh, online dealer locator um, shows all our brands and what we have to offer. Okay, 250s. Um, Goldie, why don't you... Actually, Noof, let's go with you. You do Mitchell Harrison because Galdi works with him and, and you work with Piccolo, so we can just kind of alternate those back and forth. So um, what can you tell us about Mitchell Harrison's day? There's obviously a lot to talk about with how good he did, but it was pretty uneventful. It was uneventful because he was the best of the best at that day uh, yeah. had to offer. I mean, 
he uh, besides Cole, I mean, I, he has by far the most Supercross experience out of all those guys. Um, I found it interesting, though, and this just shows how good he is at that. He said in an interview that he only had rode Supercross literally the day before. Um, that was his first time riding Supercross this year um, or this season, whatever you want to call it, um, on the practice day at Gopher. But, man, he's just he's just calculated. I mean, he, he knows how to carry the speed through those sections. He was by far the best in the whoops. Yeah. Um, even better than Cole. Cole didn't have that much time on the bike, of course. But uh, you could just tell he was confident, right? I mean, he lined himself up on that very inside gate every time, even though he said it wasn't the best gate, but he knew what he was going to get out of it. He comes through the pack there in the in the 250, or yeah, gets Piccolo right away in the 250, um, and obviously comes through the pack as well in the, in the 450. Um, but yeah, I mean, he was just... Yeah, he was next level. I, I think, though, with saying that, obviously, when we go to Medicine Hat in Calgary, they're much more arena crossy type uh, tracks, so he won't have as big of an advantage over those guys. He'll still be really good, of course, but the tracks won't be nearly as technical as that was. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he had a perfect day. It was, uh, it was great to see. And to me, after kind of seeing that he qualified first in both classes, there wasn't much doubt that, in my mind, that he was going to, win right and listening to what everybody said like even asking schuster and stuff uh when i was getting piccolo updates he said yeah harrison's the the best guy right so yeah, yeah it was a good uh, a good day for mitchell goldie any thoughts Nah, he was he was pretty money all day and i think we could tie both 250 450 together too ken hey yeah. uh, did you look up do you can you find the results right now ken are you looking i at have them up yep Oh, okay, because I just tried to find them, and they're freaking not on their website. They're all the amateur stuff right now. Anyway, um, yeah, yeah, like he was he was the cream of the crop. You could tell right away, uh, fastest laps right away. Guys kind of stole the top spot a couple times, whether it was Cole or Piccolo. Um, I think even Gibbs might have been up there at one point, too. Somebody else was up there that was kind of a surprise for a minute. Um, and then, um, but yeah, ultimately, he just kind of did exactly away. what Noob said, got his starts, and and move forward and, and did his thing. They got a new mechanic over there uh, under the um, Thor Racing Gas Gas team, so they broke him in this weekend, so that was kind of cool. Who's the mechanic? I don't know. I didn't get his name. He's from Ukraine, and he lives near the dunes. That's all I know. But I saw – I saw what's-his-name was there, though? The no, Nate, uh, yeah, he, Nico was there, but the other guy was no, for Cole. No, it's Nico, is it? Isn't it Nico? No. No, uh, sorry. Nico's the KTM yeah, one. Ev's Marco. Boyfriend. Is it Marco? Ev's Marco, Marco, yeah, Marco. Okay, yeah. my names are off today. I had Eric You're Bannon, really? <laughs> Eric Bannon, and and so yeah, it's I'm I'm fired up about this Supercross stuff. I just wanted to go the way that I wanted to go. Yeah. I'm selfish. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'll move over to Cole. I mean, uh, like kind of new said, he's so experienced. It was kind of funny. Um, he like I, he did ride it at his track right behind the barn. We saw that on Instagram. I think a day or so before. But didn't come on, I guess it was press day on Friday. I didn't even hear anything about it. But they rode on Friday, and he didn't come to ride the bike. But he literally goes out first lap, first time on the bike, first practice session, and goes on, off, triple, triple, down the rhythm section. Yeah. Like, you just, he, he's got the experience. He can look at that section and know, okay, boom, second gear, just rah, rah, yeah. like, just... You know, yeah. like when you go to like Anaheim or whatever, and you see the best of the best guys, and they huck the triple right away, or they triple in on a sudden rhythm section. It's just that kind of ability that he has over and above everybody else. And uh, he was in rough shape though this weekend, man. After each podium thing, he was out of breath, and he was like, it, I, "That's the most I've sort of ever seen him struggle." So it was kind of uh, cool to sort of see him, you know, kind of fight as well, right? He's always been kind of handed this Supercross stuff. Um, you, as far what do you as think, and uh, sorry to get off topic here, what do you think? Because remember, he came out with this Instagram video about his back was wrecked, and that's why he skipped World Supercross because he had the contract with Club MX. Like, do you think that's really what happened, or do you think that whole deal went sideways with Club and and World? Obviously, World Supercross went fucking upside down. But like, um, I caught wind. I can't remember where I got it from, but uh, that this, that deal fell through. The Club MX thing all fell through. Okay, so yeah, but I mean, he I think he was hurt too as well. So maybe it might be yeah. a little bit of both. Like not being able to go to round one sort of takes him right out of the whole thing. So why do you do the rest kind of thing? Okay. So, but um, yeah, so that could have been a Cole now. Is Cole 30 now? Mm, he's got to be getting close. I think he's right around Dylan's age. He's he a little really like 28, looks, 28. His looks have changed. He really reminds me of Justin Thompson. They looked identical to me. Yeah, that's true. Actually, good point. Good point. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's cool to have him there. The 16 is always good to have him at this part of the series. 
and um you, you just can tell that uh um he's just he's just so good at this stuff it's it's, that, it's that past he put on tanner warden that heat race was pretty good yeah yeah that was a little aggressive but uh it was welcomed it was welcome yeah. everybody else is pretty ginger and friendly out there when they needed to make a pass yeah okay uh piccolo i guess would be the next guy to talk about what do you think Goldie? well i think he rode pretty damn good although i i don't know if he's in good shape or if he's just this talented but he threw up after main event number one yeah that was weird so he he came off he couldn't do the tv interview or the podium and we're like where is he and he went he was throwing up on his bike um they had um who was the mechanic he helped uh enter brooks that's it yeah brooks so he had to watch watch the throw up and i even <laughs> said on on tv because they, they, they weren't showing the guys as they're coming to staging so i'm like oh he might not i don't know if we're gonna see piccolo and then he goes out and rides better in that last main. Yeah. yeah like his whoop speed was amazing, right? He was yeah. doing that wheel tap three, three kind yeah, of thing. And that was really nice. So, Yeah. That was clean. It was faster. He was kind of able to hit the whoops just at a different angle by going in between those transitions where everybody else is either two in or something like that. So I don't know. Uh, I, the kid, he's uber talented. Um, I, I heard he was riding like a bone stock bike at the beginning of the week, still jumping everything, doing everything, like no problem. And then got onto a super cross thing. So I just, I just question, um, like I'm, I had these conversations, so I probably know a little bit more, but I don't need a lot, but I just question, I feel like watching him. Does he really want to do this? I, I meant to go and ask him this, this weekend. And I plan to do an interview with him here in the coming weeks, heading into the other ones. And he's coming to, to uh, uh, Chilliwack at the end of the year, apparently. So we'll see him there, but I just, I feel like when I watch him ride, he doesn't really want to be there. But I, I could be wrong. New, if you're under the tenth all year, you know more. And I hope I'm not offside by saying that. I just when I watch him, it just it just seems like he doesn't want to be a part of it. He likes the fun aspect, but I feel like the work part is missing. But again, this is just an observation. It's still a head scratcher for me. Like, I mean, I wasn't there. Obviously, the whole year has not gone great. Right, going back to Edmonton. Yeah. I do believe he put in the work over the winter. And I think when we, when he showed up at Edmonton, he was ready, but if he's just really, really hard to figure out when he, yeah. when, when I found out that he puked after the main, I was texting Dig. I'm like, he's fucking out of shape. I mean, we told you so Jake, cause we're on his ass a little bit. You know, he, 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 he only had, he's only been back at the dunes for a couple of weeks that like he came Back here to BC, took a little bit of time off after Walton, but then he goes out and fucking rides better in the in the in the 450. Which you yeah. think that you, you're? I don't think he is out of shape now. I got thinking that night and sitting around having some beers with Kyle Bean, and, and I honestly think that he is so confidence driven with him. Like I think he went out there in that 250, pulled the whole shot. Um, which surprised the shit out of me because the starts weren't great in the in the thing, but I think it was a confidence thing. I mean, he pulled a good start in that, in that 250 main. I think he got out there, and I think he really, really thinks about, and he, I don't think he believes in himself all the time, right? And that might have something to do with the amount of work off the track, and, and it's been a shitty year. There's no question, but it's like when we saw him win that championship a couple of years ago, when the ball got rolling, he just kept rolling with it, but it just seems like it takes them a while to get the ball rolling on the confidence side. And like I said, I mean, to me, it was just like, dude, you're out of shape. You're not working hard enough. You're 20 years old. Um, you know, you threw up because you're out of shape. Just like you or I, Baldy, would throw up because we're not in shape, right? But then he goes out and he hammers down and he was – Yeah. He got better as the main went on. Like, yeah. he got better every lap. He got better and better and better. It's just – it's a real head scratcher for me. So – you know, we, we kind of had a, a little text conversation, me and Derek and, and Dan, Jake's dad, saying, you know, it was a good weekend. He finished both mains. And yeah. he seemed, seemed generally happy that he was on the main or on the podium. Of course, we want to see him win. But I think that this is a great momentum builder for him to, to, to keep going, to, to keep building, right? He needs to build. Yeah. No, good points. Good points. So, but yeah, weird, just, just weird things. But man, there's no question that he has the skill and the, the ability, but holy shit balls. Did he make a lot of mistakes at, in both of those main events at the beginning, man, he was yeah. on the track off, the especially track. the 250. Yeah. yeah. The 250, but even in the 451, he jumped, uh, that one, the triple, the supercross triple, like on the other side, not the real big one, but 
Um, yeah, he jumped off the side of the track because he didn't want to get landed on there or yeah, something like yeah, that. But yeah, before the whoops. But anyways, yeah, a lot of mistakes. But I literally think it's just it's a confidence thing with him. It's a, a, a whether he believes that he can do it or not. Well, let's let's talk about Tanner Ward. I guess he had a really good start in the 450 main, and he was actually going really good at the at the first little bit of the race, and then eventually ended up fourth. So, um, Noof, what can what what do you think happened there? Uh, yeah, I, Tanner, I mean, there was no, he was the only guy, uh, well, the only main guy that was on a 450, correct, Golden? He was the only 450 guy that was actually, uh, Tommy Dallaire and, uh, uh Guillaume St. Cyr too. Okay. Yeah, he's yeah, on three yeah. yeah. But anyways, yeah, yeah, pulled the whole shot, but I, he said, I listened to an interview, he, he made a big mistake in the whoop, probably five or six laps in, he actually stalled the bike, um, and then his arms just blew up, he just got arm pump, in which... That 450 would be a lot to handle on that track, but I do think that that track probably suited a 450 better because you could cut down before the big supercross triple and obviously jump it a lot easier than the guys on the 250s where they had to kind of ride the high part of the berm uh, to get it clean every lap. But yeah, I think literally just a matter of him going, oh shit, like I, I'm maintaining this lead a bit and then make some mistakes, stalls, panics, not breathing, arm pump. I think that's as simple as simple as it is. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. There's not much more to touch based on that one for sure. Uh, so Galdi, Quinn Amiot, that was a pretty good day, I thought. So now I'm bringing up this point that I made at the beginning of the show, guys. So do you remember at the beginning of the year when they lost? Oh, wait, this is the mind blower or the fun yeah, fact? The yeah, fun this fact. is the fun fact. This is the fun fact right here. And it is about Quinn Amiot. So do you remember when they released the Triple Crown schedule uh, at the beginning of the year and there was that little blue sort of half tick on round one, right? Yep. Yeah, I do. It was round one of what? Supercross. Mm-hmm. This, I guess, was round two. I was calling it round one on the weekend. Have we missed out that Quinn Amion is the 2023 Supercross champion? Did I miss this on TV? Have we missed all of this? Was that because Supercross? Medicine, that was Hat, Supercross, Medicine yeah. Hat and Calgary are arena crosses. Nah. They're not doing that, are they? I don't Did, know. That's what I'm saying. Like, no, I was but, thinking it. But hold was, on, though. Now, now my brain's even going another direction because Edmonton was counting for Supercross points. That's what I'm telling you. Oh. So Gopher Dunes is round two. Where's oh, Supercross? Yep. Gopher Dunes is round two. This makes Quinn Amiot the Super <laughs> is the Supercross <laughs> champion, unquote. Uh, quote, unquote. Triple Crown Motocross. Yeah. Like, well, I'm, I'm telling you. Did they, give, did they have champagne? I don't know. No, it never <laughs> got brought up one bit. I was thinking about this after I left the race, and I'm like, holy shit. Like, wasn't that round one? No, round two? They, they have it. Round number nine is Portland, Ontario. They're listing it as rounds here. Round number nine, Portland, Ontario, September 23rd. SX slash AX. Medicine Hat round 10. SX slash AX, okay. Calgary, Alberta, November fourth. So SX and AX are just together just then, because yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. It was yeah. just SX. When remember, it was the blue tick. Yeah, 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 yeah But yeah. anyway, Quinn rode awesome this weekend. He did. He was yeah. one of the. He was one of the only ones that was kind of like fighting and charging. It seemed like it. I'm telling you, the stock of this kid is just through the roof right now. Like someone throw the throw the contract at him, get him in there. Get get him worked on. Get him good bikes. He's going to be one to uh, to you know turn heads and chase for titles here in the coming years. Um, I think he's found his niche that we kind of maybe thought he didn't have there a couple of years ago or the last couple of years prior to this year coming in. And uh, yeah, man, he was he was fun to watch. He was good in the wolves. He was consistent. He's in shape. Um, I don't really know if he was on a. I think he was on the same bike he had. I don't know if it had suspension. I didn't. I didn't get a chance to really ask him. Uh, but anyway, yeah, the fourteen. Uh, was good, but anyway, yeah, I just thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. And then I did the math today, and I'm like, yeah, he would have beat. He'd be. He went four. I would have gone four, four, five over these three motos. Like he got fourth overall at Edmonton, giving yeah. him 70, 70 points. So he would be sort of the. Well, he still is the leader then. Yeah, yeah. So he is currently leading the points here in SXAX. Yeah. Wow. With four, four, five scores compared to a a DNF one one of Harrison. Uh, which is 50. I'm, I'm assuming there's somebody else in there somewhere too. I just, uh, maybe, maybe Racine or something like that. But, um, but anyway, yeah, kind of an interesting tidbit uh, as we start getting ready to head into uh, medicine hat AX, like 
on here on the results on this thing I'm looking at it says Medicine Hat AX, Gopher Dunes SX. That I'm looking at. Uh, so, but uh, yeah, Quinn Amiot, Dino Might. Yeah, it keeps, it continues to impress. Like, I always thought, I mean, not thought, I guess isn't the right word, but I think like these last like 12 months or even go back a little bit further, the, the amount of heart that he shows is really. Is yeah. what like, dude? He was fighting. I said that to you on the phone yesterday. He was the one yeah. that impressed me the most because he just was like, he's just gritty out there, right? And it shows yeah. that he wants it. I, I'm impressed. Noof, why don't you do the two uh, BC boys, Julian Bennett and Blake Davies? I thought Blake Davies had a really good day. Well, Blake Davies was awesome for yeah. For, I mean, he was he was really good. He went seven seven, right? I believe. Like other than Harrison and Antioch, like well, I mean, obviously not the podium guys, but like Davies was good. Like he was just. He was attacking the track. He was he felt comfortable. Yeah. He was a fighter out there, he kind of thing. You know, he didn't get great starts, but uh he he was another one that kind of caught my eye all day. Well, the question wasn't for you though, Goldie. I know. I was trying to <laughs> I was trying to help you because I was actually there. Okay. Why well, wasn't yeah, okay. Because he got but... no love on TV. No, he didn't. He didn't. In one um, heat race, yeah, one of the heat races. That was it, not the mains. Yeah, but seven seven for a 14 year old yeah. kid, man, that's pretty it's damn impressive. good. Like yeah. He's got a bright future, man. Like if he can continue to sing, but what what's funny for him is like he's he's just gonna do these next couple rounds to do Chilliwack, and then he's just gonna snow bike all winter. That's what he loves doing. He's just gonna fucking hit the mountains, go snow biking, this yeah. and that. Like there's no, I'm going to a training facility, and I think that's what keeps. He's not burnt. He doesn't get burnt out, right? I guess he is 14 as well, but yeah, really good. Um, really good debut and i mean he was stoked i listened to some interviews with him and stuff afterwards and yeah he was he was super pumped on on how it went and i, and I think for him anytime that he can get in the mix and beat these guys you know he practices with julian bennick at his house get a super cross track at his house there yeah with a freestyle free ramp in it which is kind of cool um yeah i think it's just cool for him to to, to beat these guys the expectations aren't overly high uh for him julian bennick i don't know man uh all jokes aside with his numbers or whatever, we're just joking on that, but he, he's better than that to me. I mean, he had some crashes and stuff, but he, he admitted it. He said he's out of shape. He said he's not, he's, his conditioning's not good enough. Um, yeah. I listened to it on, on direct motocross. He said straight up that he needs to work harder on his conditioning. What the fuck have you been doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, okay. man. Like, I, dude, I love Julian. He's a great kid. I've watched him grow up in the 50s out here um, and turn into this rider that he is. And, you know, I had a conversation with his dad last uh, week. You know, he's like, he's like, man, I don't know what to do with Julian. You know, we had a race in Revelstoke last weekend. And he's like, Julian doesn't want to go. And it's like, dude, like, you don't work. You don't have a job. Like, and, and trust this me. This is his job. This is his job, and this is, you know, I'm obviously, I wasn't the hardest worker, but I, this isn't me. This is me reporting on this. Dude, you, you have nothing to do but ride your dirt bike and be in shape. Like, there's no excuses. You have tracks. You have, your dad's not telling you it's time to fucking shape up or ship out, you know, go get a job or whatever. Like, there's full support crew there, right, to what it is. And, you know, for him to say, like, he was one of the ones saying that he was completely gassed for the 450 main. He didn't have enough time to recover. Like, uh, yeah. so did 15 other dudes. Pickle threw up and he recovered. Everybody rode the same amount of laps if you made the mains, and, and it was the same time frame for everybody. And I don't know, man. Like, I do appreciate the fact that he was back there on his own and, and doing that and, and lining up, but man, you have no excuse to not be in shape at his age. Like, there's no there's no excuse in my mind. He, he's better than that. He should have been with his experience of Supercross yep. last year with PRMX and the year before. I mean, he had some injuries, but there's no excuse. He should have been battling for podiums, in my opinion. He should have been battling for podiums. He has the skill. He has the talent. Um, but, dude, I don't know. Let's buy him a set of running shoes. Let's ship him to his house yeah. and do the Mitch Piggy thing. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, Galdi, just maybe run us through the rest of the, the group and, and pick out what you think deserves to be talked about. I was impressed uh, I was impressed with Danny Elmore. Um, yeah. I thought he rode good, considering at the beginning of the week it was uh, a lot of text messages and sort of chatter that I heard. It was He was just awful. Um, so I thought he rode great. He, what did he go? News like 6'6"? Six, six? 
Yeah, he was good. I, I can't. I'm not even looking uh, at the results. Eight, ten, yeah. 8-10. Oh, oh, Davey's got him both mains. Okay, because I know yeah. he was ahead in a couple. But anyway, um, I thought he rode good. Um, I, I definitely thought Angelo was going to be better, but he did hurt in that first one there, and he just can't seem to catch a break, or maybe he's making his own luck. I don't know, Noof, on that. That's always a, kind of a weird story there, right? They race here in little bits and this and that, and then I think Steve has given him a – I believe he's going to ride the series um, on that bike, so that's kind of yeah, cool yeah. to see. So that's kind of cool. And um, the uh, – um, uh, who else was there? That was uh, uh, – oh, TJ Scott was pretty good. He, he was – he didn't get very good starts in the main events, um, but uh, he rode decent. He, he got all the obstacles down. I think that's kind of the other thing that sometimes they forget that this guy's getting in, but they were circulating laps. Like they didn't get lapped or in the way or, you know, cause a havoc, hit a tough block, pull it into the track, things like that. I thought that uh, was pretty decent all around. Gibbs, uh, I, I don't know, man. I, that did not, that, that wasn't good. That didn't go good. No, no, Gibbs was not good. Um, but what does Brett say that he was trying too hard? Trying too hard, yeah. I think he's trying to impress or trying to get ready for this American little thing that he's got going on. Trying too hard. He really wants to be back with Walton in 2024. Just pushed too hard. Wasn't smooth. Had a hard crash with Benick and broke off the foot peg mount um, in one of the races. So Benick was um, pissed about that too, by the way. Like super pissed. Really? <laughs> about oh the foot peg mount thing? Yeah. I didn't even see that. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Well, Here. yeah, it was Benick the one that got hit, right? Uh, yeah, I don't even know. I didn't see the crash. It was, there uh, wasn't a crash. It was Gibbs oh. just, just fucking lined him up, I guess, and broke the, and hit Benick so hard, broke the foot peg mount off. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha, okay. Um, go. or something like that, but yeah, I know Benick was pissed about it. Um, that's about it. I don't really remember anything else after that. Uh, Guillaume St. Cyr was pretty quiet. We thought he'd be a little bit better. He was pretty quiet. Yeah. Delaire didn't make the mains. Uh, Racine was sorry. Racine is another one we missed out. Racine was good. Uh, he was a fighter uh, all weekend um, for going down. He had a pretty good crash in. I think it was his heat race, right? Because he had to go to the LCQ. Yeah, I think yeah, on one yeah. of them. Um, and uh, so Racine was good, though. I, I I like what I see out of him. He's got a bit of a Quinn Amiot thing going on. I just feel like when you see he's trying to get better all the time. Like even though he might have had a frustrating summer, he wanted to be better at this every time yeah. he touched the track. I thought that was cool to see. Austin Jones only made it in one main, not the other, because him and Tommy Delaire crashed in the first turn. Um, the parts Canada super mini thing was not good. <laughs> Angelo uh, had some speed till he went down there. I thought he he rode pretty good. Like until yeah. his big crash, he was hurting hurting pretty good. He only rode the one main or whatever. He didn't line up for the 450 heat or 450 LCQ. Yeah, uh, Devin Smith didn't uh, didn't make the mains. He looked a lot. He looked like he belonged there, but he and he was in position a couple of times, but he kept getting passed. I don't know. I didn't get it on TV, so I don't know if he just made mistakes or he wasn't aggressive enough. But he he doesn't look out of sorts. But that's no. a tough that's a tough amount of travel not to get in the main events. Yeah, they're heading home right now. They're doing Kamloops this weekend, but uh, they are doing the Medicine Hat in Calgary. So they're sure. hey, the only way you're going to get better at it is by doing it, right? So good on them to do it. Yeah, yeah, so, for sure. Even though I wanted the series to go away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I think that's about it. I don't, I don't really yeah. have anything else from it. Um, you know, like I said, nobody, nobody got carted off, which is always a good sign because it's how everybody's kind of crossed their fingers a little bit. Um. Again, the amateur tournament wasn't great, so that's something to keep thinking about of these guys doing it. But Medicine Hat is in, uh, well, man, it's almost a month away, eh? Yeah. I didn't yeah, realize that, that much distance, but yeah, a long time to Medicine Hat. So uh, what are the guys going to be doing till then? I, like you said, you got Cambridge news. I got a couple of for Dunes coming up. Uh, Quebec Series is all done uh, for racing. I don't know what, if they're in the middle of the country. So these guys are just going to sit on their butts, or are they going to race these next couple weekends? Well, they should be racing. Might as well. I'll be curious to see how many got how many of these guys show up at Kamloops this weekend. Yeah, right. Like technically, we should have from guys that race Supercross. We should have uh, Julian Benek. We should have uh, Blake Davies. We should have um, Devin Smith. So there's three out of the 23 Supercross guys. Uh, I know Park Reels is coming. He didn't go do Supercross, but um, what about Tyler Gibbs? Uh, no, he's going home to his chick. I got an interview locked in with him tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. He's going to his chick's place and then he's got to get ready. I guess the round one of that series, he's doing that outlaw. Outlaw. What is it called? The outlaw? No, not outlaw. It's the, 
the hell is it called? General Tire. General Tire, that's it. I was going to say, those dates are up. He's got that. Oh, there it is, a GT Arena Cross. His first race, uh, November 3rd, 4th, the weekend that we're in Calgary. Yeah. Yeah, they go to Topeka. So he's got uh, he's got he some things. He could be good in that series. I mean, obviously, he wasn't great on the weekend. No, uh, I, I mean, but, other than Hicks, right? And then there'll be, there'll be a few guys in there. Yeah, but there'll Hicks be some is, guys, but yeah, he'll be competitive in that series, though. He can get podiums. Yeah, yeah. I think for sure he could get Michael Lefty. Michael Lefty run that series again. Uh, well, he's yeah. not doing World Supercross now, right? So I guess I don't know. Uh, yeah. I think that's about it. All right, boys. Well, big shout out again. KTM Canada, Husqvarna Canada, Gas Gas Canada, Race Tech Suspension, Charlie Johnson Racing Suspension for opening up that door. Callismoto.com as well. And of course, Bristol Coachworks. Uh, what'd you say there, Nick? Sorry, I was cutting John, the names, man. Not Johnson. Johnston. Johnston. Yep. You know what? He's never corrected us once. Only you do. So I don't think he cares. Okay. You, you're really off on names today. Eh? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm a big too much uh, uh, too much wedding celebration on the weekend. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I didn't get that greased. I got pretty waxed on Friday in my golf tournament. So, um, I was kind of hungover all day on Saturday, and and that was a long. I had to drive three hours down there, work three hours, and drive three hours home. Yeah, that's what I do for the sport, Niff. Yeah, the what I do yeah. for the sport. Unlike you, can't even buy the Rye TV app. I, on the other hand, just do nothing but support the sport. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Niff, how's my uh, craft beer company coming? I need to get out on that here. Oh, right, 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 yeah. See, Ken, this is where we're at. <laughs> what are you talking about? Real job. Oh, yeah, real job. Oh, I'm sitting in the backyard with Deeds having beers talking about Blake Davies. Looking at my grass grow, but I can't call this number that I've got to help my friend get beer at the race because I'm going to have a beer, so I might as well try to get beer. What do you think, Kyle Beaton? I don't know. Let's talk about Blake Davies <laughs> and Jacob Piccolo at the arena cross on the weekend. <laughs> oh, should we talk about SMX? Just quick? Yeah. Kind of boring. boring. Yeah, it was kind of boring, yeah. Paycheck's probably not that boring, but... Do you guys still think you like that uh, single, double, triple points? I don't know. Like- to me, it it worked out this time, but it won't always work out. And like uh, I was listening to Steve Mathis's post race interviews, and Mitch Payton was like, "Well, it kind of just makes the first two rounds not really count for anything." What do you think of that? Yeah. Um, uh, I, I don't really get the reasoning behind it, but I guess it was because they tried to make the end of the round a lot more important. Yeah, like, for all the positions, right? Like if you do think about it, with that triple points, like didn't like. Uh, like Webb moved up from like seventh to fourth in the series. Well, uh, Hampshire moved up from like fifth to yeah. third. Uh, well, and then Jordan um, Smith was actually he wasn't really in the title talk, and then all of a sudden he wins the first one, and he's right in there. Well, he was yeah, so or like, whatever, one or two points down going to the final one. Of yeah, course, he threw it away, but um, um, but yeah, I think that was obviously the reason behind it. But it was um, that, so that's where it worked out. But yeah, it could definitely bite them in the butt uh, mm. for other reasons. So. I will say SMX was way better than I thought it was going to be. Yes, me too. Oh, yeah, I agreed 100%. Yeah. I, I saw you your Paul Pumix Fantasy is pretty good, eh, Nils? Dude, yeah. I was leading at one point. I screenshotted a photo of it. I was leading. Well, the photo you sent us, you were in fourth. Oh, was it? Well, one know. point. You were too, you were too drunk. A split <laughs> second, I was, I was in there. But, yeah, I still ended up all right. But I didn't. I, of course, I didn't pay for the <laughs> Yeah, you paid for you paid for it. It's at the beginning of the year. No, and I you only bought the Supercross. You only paid pay. for Supercross? Oh, my God. Like, you are the cheapest fucking guy going. <laughs> it's like 36 bucks, man. You asked. Like, I can't believe yeah. how cheap you are, dude. Oh, my God. This is the guy that's managing my arena cross series for weekend. All the riders are going to hate me thinking I haven't paid them or something. Yeah, yeah you're going to make money because I'm fucking saving dollars, buddy. Unbelievable. Instead of a beer gardens, I'm just going to hustle it out of my trailer. Save you some money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Well, there you go, boys. Another yep. one in the books. Okay. Awesome. We'll be back next week, I think, right, for the MXDM preview. No, uh, oh yeah, preview. I'll do a preview and then an afterthought well, for sure. Yeah. How's that going to work for me? Do you think it's tough? To oh do yeah, it yeah. I think we're scheduled. We're scheduled for the Tuesday after. Just for the review? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just for the review of. Yeah, it. yeah I thought no, we talked no, about no it. Preview. Yeah. Okay. No preview. Okay. That's still going to be tough because I don't fly home until Tuesday. But we, I guess we could do it Monday. Yeah, I'll figure like out the time zone. Like we'll figure it out. I can do it over there, right? Yep. Depends if you pay for your cell service. 
I'll tell Courtney to save a, cu- a couple bucks on the side of the Team Canada money to make sure Noof can use his phone. Probably going to be just a wax day on the Monday, too. Might be a good, <laughs> might be a good pot. <laughs> want red wine everywhere. Yeah. I'll be good, too, actually, because that'll be the freaking end of my year. My holiday. Oh, the banquet's holiday. on the Sunday. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and Monday's uh, Thanksgiving, too. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, perfect. Look at us go. Look at us go. I'll be uh, newly divorced and uh, drinking red wine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Good times again. You bet. See you guys. See you guys.